0: few began thinking about contact as being less about what's going on with the rains and more about what's happening with the energy before it gets to the rains. You see, contact is the result of other things being in place and the other things have to be there first. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson and welcome to the Daily Strides podcast, the podcast for equestrians, all over the world, helping you to have better conversations with your horse, and of course, contact. Oh, it's the biggie of the conversations. Very misunderstood, very confusing for many people, very maybe holy grailish almost, isn't it? And it seems like one of those things that the more you try and get it, the worse it actually becomes you know that um, what you resist persists yeah contact is that hey um, and it really and truly can be a challenge for many riders but I think it's because many riders are working towards contact the wrong way they're going literally front to back and in order to get contact we need to go back to front okay then as you begin to work with your horse this week and as you're riding your horse and as you're kind of maybe pondering this whole concept of contact okay, (laughs) and how you and your horse can put it together and apply it. Think back to front, okay? So, so important. I'm gonna get into it all just now. First and foremost, I want to invite you to go over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash free. I am creating a brand new training for you there that you can use in order to identify the gaps in your horse's training so as you know where to work going forward. So if you're interested in doing that, as I said, go over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash free and you can sign up there, read all the details, you know, find out all the things and then go forward from there. But back to contact. Now, contact is the third step of the training scale okay so I've if you're you've no idea what I'm talking about you're thinking hold on now there, it, there's steps yes yes there's steps, okay? <laughs> but don't worry, you don't have to follow them all in the line, but it is important to recognize that in order to master one, you kind of have to master the one that came before it. I have all the details in a couple of previous podcast episodes. You can go back. This is a mini series that we're doing, okay? So if I really, if, if this is the first time you're listening and I've landed you totally in the deep end, don't panic too much. You can just go back and you can listen up to this point, okay? Um, and to get there. But it is the third step. And what's important about contact I personally believe is that there's kind of this missing part to the training scale and to how many people see the training scale and I myself years ago I used to teach this a little bit differently and um, I do feel that over time um, I've kind of changed how I teach it so that's why I wanted to revisit it here but I, I feel that the training scale can actually be divided into two different tiers or two levels so you've the bottom level and the top level and contact is at the top of the bottom level. Confusing, hey? But no. So you've three and three, okay? Three at the bottom, three at the top, okay? Contact is the top step of the bottom level of the training scale, okay? And what I mean by that is I feel that once you have begun working towards contact, and once you have begun to really get in, uh, and, and contacts kind of, you, you start to find glimpses of it okay it it might be something that really is not going to be consistent initially but you will start to find it and of course our job then becomes trying to maintain it after we've established it and when it is lost to re-establish it as quickly as possible and that really becomes our job as the rider but when we think about contact as being that end it's nice to know that there's like this circle that you can continue to work in between the the rhythm the suppleness and the contact and you can all the time keep deepening that level but i do feel that those three have to be together okay and they have to be worked on together in order to begin then to reach the next level or the top tier like i said okay so contact is kind of the culmination that you have begun to manage the the, the tension correctly for whatever it is you're doing that's your relaxation okay the foundation piece that you have begun to establish rhythm good quality rhythm not all rhythm is equal hey we've spoken about that so it's a good quality rhythm it's yes it's pretty established it's there you can feel it you, you can feel that as you work more Things are beginning to be of better quality. You've got the flow of energy from the suppleness, okay? So the suppleness is there, and there is a certain flow that is working with that. And now you're beginning to start gathering that flow, so you can be a little bit more well directional. You can kind of, you can start to make, you know, more decisions based on what you want to do with your horse. And what's also nice about contact, I feel, I personally believe, contact is the point where both the horse and the rider have to begin to take responsibility. Now, up to this point, for many horses who are green, who are working with riders who are a little bit more experienced, okay, the rider will take a lot of the responsibility. They will continue to lead the horse along to kind of show the horse what has to be done to bring the horse on the journey, okay? Contact is the point where the horse then really starts to say, oh, okay, I have to do this. And similarly, when we flip that and we have maybe a schoolmaster horse or a more experienced horse with maybe a more novice rider... Up to the point where we really begin to work on contact, the horse can very much bring the rider along on the journey. The horse can help the rider. But it's at that point where contact begins to become part of the conversation, the everyday conversation. Both have to come together. Both have to take responsibility. And in fact, I personally don't believe that you can go forward from there without that responsibility being taken. Okay, I, th- I think it's an important thing. And I feel that if you were to look at really and truly building this into your, your training and your riding with your horse, it's a good idea to keep kind of that in the back of your mind, because what for many riders tends to happen when they begin working on contact and they begin to kind of, I suppose, set contact as being a goal, if you want, in their riding, they tend to want to do all the things. And That in and of itself blocks the contact because remember, the contact there has to be the flow there, it has to have that flow, and the relaxation has to be present as well. When you're up there, efforting away and just trying to like force it out you know, like forcing plastic, oh, don't do that, it'll break. Okay. Horses are the same. When you're trying to force everything in, like force it, come on now, like, and you're pulling the horse's mouth and you're sawing the horse's mouth and you're doing all the things, that's not contact. Okay. That's just, that's just you pulling your horse's mouth. Let's call it what it is. Okay. Contact is when this energy is coming. It's coming through from behind. Remember I said back to front. So it's coming from the back. It is flowing through. There you go. That's your suppleness. Your rhythm is kind of the flow. And then the fact that it's allowed to flow through, you have your suppleness, and then you gather it into the contact, okay? The contact is the result of having the other pieces there and the other pieces being consistent and the other pieces working together and it leads to you and your horse truly having this contact, okay, with each other. Now, I want to talk a little bit about the responsibility because there are a few different ways that we could look at this. And many riders, they want to do all the things. And there, years ago, somebody said to me um, in the riding school, when a very dear friend of mine said, commenting on one of the children I was training and the parents saying that they were helicopter parents. And I was like, what's that? And she explained the term, and I was like, all right. And I believe lots of riders are helicopter riders, hey? I really and truly, they're, they're doing all the things. The horse isn't allowed to think for itself. No, 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 no. Don't you worry. I've got this. And those same riders then get really frustrated because they can't move forward. And you can't. You can't do all the things. You couldn't possibly even pretend to begin to be able to do all the things, okay? Your horse, in order for you and your horse to show up together and to have a good quality conversation... It's a two-way street, which means your horse has to come to the party with you, okay? But your job, one of your big responsibilities is to allow that to begin to happen. And I'm not saying there's there's a huge difference between delegate and abdicate, okay? They are two different things. And what many riders do when they show up at this point and and they hear about this responsibility and they're thinking, okay, my horse has to kind of show up. He has to do his bit as well. They abdicate. They just walk away. They're like, okay, best of luck, buddy. So I'm going to do mine, you do yours. That won't work. You have to slowly begin to delegate tasks to your horse. And how you. can train your horse to really and truly begin to do this thing going forward and to feel confident in this going forward is by being very consistent with how you correct okay so you can just come in let him make the mistake everyone's going to make mistakes your horse is going to make a mistake accept it now be happy because when the mistake happens that is your opportunity for the learning moment to happen so you can jump in you can correct and then you let him make the same mistake again if he has to okay you just let him keep making the mistakes you keep just being consistent with the correction don't carry a grudge just let it be corrected move on and from there your horse trust me will begin to take responsibility okay do i think that you only do this when we reach contact no but i do think i think it's something that has to happen all the way through your journey with your horse and your training with your horse but i do think that at this point the contact when you reach here this is where unless that has happened and unless that is an active part of you training your horse conversation won't move forward any further okay Again, if you want to know more about all of this and you want to actually, you know, have a bit of a way to figure out if there are any gaps in your horse's training, you can find out all the details over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash free. It's a new training that I've created for you and you can get it over there. Okay, have a great one. Keep well. I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.